Hey, welcome to House of a Thousand Horrors podcast. Today we are covering Mandy. I got uh, my co-host Riley with me. Hey, what's up, guys? And Chris. Yo, what's up, what's up? Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Number one, you can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back, because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! All right, this movie was a uh, a doozy. This is Riley's pick, actually. If you want Dude. to introduce it, it's all on you, man. Fucking, first of all, I gotta say, I fucking love Mandy. Because, honestly, dude, this is like visual fucking masterpiece at first, and then story second. Bro, you know? I love this fucking movie. Straight <laughs> and up. And I feel, bro, I feel so bad because, honestly, dude, this director, uh, Penos Cosmetos, I think, I might be fucking up his name, but I feel bad that I discovered him through Mandy because I know, I think Over the Black Rainbow was like one of his bigger films, or at least what like, you know, kind of made him popular. But dude, I fucking love his direction. Holy shit. I think it's Beyond the Black Rainbow, but I still haven't Beyond seen it because like I've told Chris mm, this before, all the good movies that I actually want to watch, I like <laughs> save them because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's too good a movie. I can't waste it right now. I have to like wait. So like. You know, I yeah. looked that up instantly after I saw this movie, and like oh, I still haven't wa- watched it. It's on dude. Amazon too, free. Oh, and dude, I on I'm so fucking hyped for that because just watching Mandy again, like just seeing this shit, makes me really pumped to check out more of his stuff. Had you heard so. of this movie before, Chris? Um, honestly, it was one of those that I forgot about. So I, <laughs> I got it, pulled it up, and I, it was one of those where I was like, oh yeah, I recognize Batman's dad with the hippie long hair. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I feel like I've seen these scenes before. And then I was like, wait a minute, yeah, I've definitely seen this. And then it was like, the more I progressed, the more I was like, oh yeah, I remember this scene. So it was one of those that I forgot about it, but uh, it was still entertaining. And um, uh, I don't know too much about the director. I looked it up and the only thing I really saw was this movie for the most part, I, aside from what y'all were talking about. But Yeah, he hasn't done much. It's good. Yeah, I think, like, only five films, because I looked him up, like, right after, like, rewatching this, and I think he only has, like, three out and two in the works or something. I don't know. I didn't see a release date in the other two. Dude, this is the first movie, maybe not the first, but it's the first one I could think of, where it's, like, it's almost like an instant cult classic. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. To, like, while you're watching it, be like, dude, and my experience watching this movie for the first time was nuts, because I just, I was randomly, I wasn't randomly in Tennessee, but I was in Tennessee for my friend's wedding, and there was four of us, and we were, like, standing on a mountain, and it was, like, storming out. It was amazing, and we had all the lights down. We just wanted to pick a random movie. I had never even heard of it. None of us had, and this was, like, I think while it was still in theaters, like, you could rent it, and we're just like, this looks weird. Let's watch it, and it was, like, all of our minds were blown. It's like all we talked about for the next week. We're like, I love this movie. A lot of it we were laughing through too. Oh yeah, no, it definitely gets fucking silly. Like towards maybe like the third, fourth, like the third act. Yeah, like it gets fucking. Cra- it just gets so Nicolas Cage, dude. For sure. Like I honestly believe that like halfway through filming, they're just like, all right, Nick, do what you do. We're just gonna record you fucking killing these people. Bro, this is the quintessential <laughs> Nick Cage. For like, sure. I'll be real. I dude, love him. Nick is so good on, like, these, like, really, oh, like, indie, Nick? just small films, bro. Like, granted, I mean, like, 
what was it, National Treasure and shit like that. Like, I, I know he's a really popular actor, but, like, he's just such a perfect fucking fit for these types of movies, man. I felt like, know, th- like that was when he tried to go mainstream for a little bit, but now he's back on the, the good side. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the man. <laughs> he's way better in, like, these kind of directors and these, like, small films or smaller films. Yeah, no, I... I first watched this like a year after it came out because I'm pretty sure it came out in 2018, but I didn't see it until like a year later in like 2019, maybe close to 2020. Uh, I was watching with a whole bunch of my buddies and he actually brought it up. I had no idea what it was when he first said Mandy. I thought he was just like referencing Billy and Mandy, like the Cartoon Network show. Oh, wow. I was like, what the fuck are you on about, dude? Like, And he's like, no, 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 dude. It's like a Nick Cage film and like kind of hooked me already because he's like, yeah, no, he just goes fucking psycho. And was, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what film does he not go psycho in? But yeah, I thank God he convinced me, dude, because like just rewatching it, even I was just really, really so like, much rewatchability, too. Yeah, dude, it's crazy for because it's like a two hour film. It does not feel like that when watching it, bro. I have that in my notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah, no, okay. like, this is Chris, where we get think? off. Here's the no, voice of reason. Chris is gonna I come was in. sitting here. Come on, dad. No, I, yeah, no, I was legit at one point. Looking up, and then I looked out, and then I was like, "Holy shit, this stuff is still going on." That's he was holding the dude's yeah. head, and I was like, "Just get to it." <laughs> He's like, "All right, man," and I was like, "See, there we go." It, that was the man. That one word was the key whole <laughs> gist of the whole fucking movie. And that's why it made me laugh because the whole point of that man was they were a bunch of country redneck hippies that got this random crazy fucking drug literally face melting i mean (laughs) and by the way can i just get back to the point if you're at a fucking like like a trailer park and i'm gonna give a tidbit to anyone out there that needs this if you're at a trailer park and there's like a bunch of blow down there and this dude has this really deep voice like this and can like grab your like axe before he even sees it don't scoop it with glass and snort a shit ton of it yourself without asking questions, okay? Or or go to a thing of jelly like it's fucking Ivan Ooze from, uh, you remember Power Rangers? Yeah. That's exactly what that <laughs> stuff looked like. And he's like, huh, what is this? And it rednecks like uh, like kitchen counter. Yeah, I'm going to dip my fingers in this and just take a little tab out of it. Look, I, oh, all right. Just so don't it do was drugs good. in trailer it, parks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Well, all right. There's plenty of stories that anyone will have if they walk in and out of a trailer park, if they walk out. But all I'm saying is it it was very entertaining. Absolutely. But it was one of those. My first instinct when I watched it was I thought, hey, when did this come out? I went 2018. I went, okay, for sure after Stranger Things. And that's exactly my vibe Mm. from it. I was like, it's really entertaining. It is. But it felt like. Um, like Stanley Kubrick had a fucking baby with Stranger Things in uh in the wrong turn, and literally it was like that. That's how I got that feeling of like that one blonde cousin or brother or whatever. I had to look him up to confirm because I thought he was one of the people from uh The Hills Have Eyes. Like I thought he was for sure one of them. I was disappointed he wasn't. Or or what was the other one? Uh, with our girl from um. Um, bring it on the brunette. She's like alias. Wrong turn. Yeah, was it wrong turn? Wrong turn. Yeah, yeah, wrong turns or, or them. I thought he was like one of them too, but like he's just ugly as shit with a mullet. <laughs> but it, it was one of those things where it, it just really gave off those vibes. It was very entertaining, but it was like he just tried inspired. to like hurt me. That's all. Well, I like. got huge vibes of other stuff he pulled from. Uh, pop culture and stuff. I didn't get Stranger Things, but I definitely got some other. Oh, the music, 
the music, the, music. the okay. colors, the themes, Ooh. all of that was okay. very strange. I'm going to go down to basic. I'm going to just start with the synopsis, but we'll get into the music too because my music's mode. dope. I'm about that, to blow that's you. That's what I loved about Stranger Things. Opening, dude. Yeah. King yeah. Crimson, that fucking rocked. Dude. I love the soundtrack. As soon as they blasted that shit, like I was super fucking hyped. Like, well, yeah, we'll, so we'll get awesome, to the dude. we'll get yeah, to the yeah. composer sorry, because that's a huge part of this movie. <laughs> um, just mm. to break down the synopsis, um, straightforward. It's in the Pacific Northwest in 1983, outside Red Miller and Mandy Bloom. Outsiders, sorry, <laughs> Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence. When their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand, Red is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with deadly fire. That's a crazy good synopsis. <laughs> um, it was released in September 14, 2018, and it's got a budget of $6 million. Jack Nicholson has, uh, or Nicholas Cage has about $5 million of that. Honestly, I don't know though because he's been doing a lot of like smaller things. I feel like yeah, a lot well, of it just went to like the art direction for like those dream sequences and shit too. Like I think there was three of them, maybe four, and like just overall like the practical effects because there's definitely a lot of that too. A lot of like on set because I know I think when I was looking it up, they the like little cabin from like the first kind of quarter and a half of the film like was all like man made. Like, they made that, like, on set, and then they utilized a couple of, like, other buildings for that. So, that's probably where a lot of their money went to. Like, a lot of just on-set design. And oh, shit really? Like that. Wait, which... You're saying that Awesome House was man-made? Yeah, yeah. No, they, they built that for the movie. Oh, that thing is awesome. That's one of, like... Yeah. That's, like, everybody who's seen that movie with me is, like, and myself included, is, like, that would be an awesome house to live in. Oh, yeah, no, because I'm pretty sure that was handmade, and then... I don't remember. I, I heard somewhere that they used like a, a ranger, like a, a park ranger facility or something for maybe, I think, towards the end. I might be thinking of that. You can kind of tell um, us man-made because you never really see like the outside of the house. You only see the inside. Like one angle. Yeah, you only see like one, one angle, two of it. Yeah, a couple angles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for $6 million, like the gross is honestly, I want to say like $1.5 million was what it was worldwide. Yeah, it's like, criminally low. But, in my I, opinion, but like I said, I, I could see his becoming like I think it already is actually a, like a cult classic for sure. Yeah, no, I same there with you, dude. I feel like cult classic right out the gate, like when it fucking came out. You know what I mean? It just the the fucking aesthetic of just how they filmed it. You know that 480p like really thick uh, cinematic theater bars and shit like that. Like oh yeah. Beautiful. It's just, it's such an awesome visual experience. Like, bro, you could literally put that shit on mute and it'd probably still be a little bit as entertaining. This is the best movie. I don't know if you guys watch it. Do you guys watch it in complete blackness? That's the only way I'll watch this movie. Oh, you have yeah, to. no, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> if you watch that, like, in a lit movie. room, you're not going to get half of the, like, effects of it, too. The colors, like, like they do the full, like, mm. the all purple scenes and the all green scene. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, Dude. they're constantly changing and moving. I notice that, like, they're trying to make you trip without tripping. For sure. Like mm. when That's they're both tackled on like the this. ground and like, like she's part. laying there next to him, and she's like weirdly doing like this number, and I just notice her as just like slowly <laughs> doing that, and then he's just laying there dead, well, not dead, but like knocked out. But I was just like, what? Like, is, <laughs> are you fucking with me, or is this really supposed to be what's going on? But, yeah, they were it's, doing that the whole time with the colors. It's got a whole element of that, like, it's, like, almost messing with you in a sense. A lot of those scenes. 
super like vibrant but really fucking gritty too it's so it's such a like awesome blend of like vibrant and very grit i don't you know, know. I mean? well like you said about the director that's um panos cosmatos which sounds cosmatos, like, yeah. like cosmos is in his last name basically it literally is <laughs> uh, probably did you see i don't remember i probably saw this the first time watching around but didn't look up into it further that one of the like the main producer is elijah wood Wait, what? Yeah, really? isn't that crazy? Why is your word? And the he's fuck? the one who convinced Nick Cage to be uh the re- oh. to like be the red character. He helped like once he got brought mm-hmm. in cuz the Pontus Cosmatos guy, the director when he met Nick Cage, he wanted him to be Jeremiah Sand, the cult leader. And oh, wait, Nick Cage oh, wanted okay. to be red. And then like a year later, they met again. Elijah Wood was there as a producer now and like helped facilitate like him actually being red oh, as shit. opposed wow, to the cult I, leader, which I'm so glad he wasn't the cult leader. Damn. Oh yeah. No, I but feel that like guy's dude, amazing. the cult leader. Yeah. No, uh, Linus Roach. I think. Yes. That guy dude. killed it. You know what vibes Fuck I got it. from him? Hmm. Um, silence of the lambs, Buffalo bill. Yeah, no, like 100%. I, I could definitely see that dude. Just yeah. like, and it's so crazy too. Like, I just want to fucking, gush about this movie so much i want to fucking suck its dick pretty much like <laughs> like the end scene I just, i'll fucking suck your dick man dick man yeah he fucking dropped the accent in it he said it's man fucking... and then nicholas cage was like i'm about to crush your fucking head and matthew mcconaughey's oh he's like oh. whoa well the, i know that we want to get into the scenes but i just gotta we gotta talk about the composer because it's oh, one of the most yeah. legendary composers of all time johan johansson Mm-hmm. And he's the one like everything, Academy Awards, Oscars, everything. This was part of he did the film score and it was released after his death. Mm-hmm. So this is like one of his last like works basically, yeah. which is amazing. I don't know how knocked it out of the fucking park, dude. That was probably a huge part of the budget. Like I don't know how this movie has like home run people on it, like crazy people on it. Yeah, no man, and it and it's funny too, just like how like evenly big as fuck it is like production wise but just so fucking small it feels too yeah. you know like it really feels like a diamond in the rough like it, and it, and it's so weird to say because like it, it just it doesn't really have much of an upbringing but it's just so fucking good when you like actually watch it That's again i'm thing. super fucking biased this, but. well this <laughs> proves that you don't need giant 50 million dollar budgets especially you would think so nowadays, especially like with inflation and stuff. Like fifty million would have to be minimum for like a somewhat decent oh, yeah. looking movie, even. And this like no problems with six million. That's like that's impressive though. And I feel, I like, feel like oh go ahead, Chris. Uh, like in terms of horror movies though, fifty mil is kind of high, don't you think? Like you're right. Yeah. Most horror movies oh, yeah. are pretty low budget anyway. That's true, and that's what makes them good. Like that, I mean, yeah. I just feel like this know. crosses over into, I don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like this crosses over into other, like attractive people that wouldn't normally be into horror. I feel like just as like film appreciators, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it oh, feels like an underdog kind of like vibe. This won a ton of like awards. A lot of them were horror awards, but also like it definitely yeah. got a lot of acclaim. When you have names like their composer, Johan Johansson and other people mm-hmm. uh, involved, like they're going to, they're going to cross over. Well, hey, you know, this is like the same story as The Crow, right? Or 
like you oh know, yeah, like, like Gerard Butler when he found mm-hmm. out that in that movie what law abiding citizen like watches his kid and wife basically get raped and killed in front of him. But he this comes back so and like unleash fury to it. Like if they just wanted to go to revenge, they didn't have to add in like that they're on or another Punisher. planet. Which this is actually done in the same year, like the film world as Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah. But but I just see stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, like it's a great story, but it's it's a tell as old as time. Yeah, yeah, that part. If is you for may, sure. like some Shakespearean, I'm going to murder people in front of you. But then, Say like really? Charles. Really? Hey, like actually, kinda, oh, yeah. Well, side note: when I know that we haven't gotten exactly into it, and it's not going to fucking matter, but <laughs> why burn the bag at the bottom? Why burn the bag at the bottom? She could have fell out. I don't know. I mean, they obviously weren't in the right mind, too. <laughs> well, yeah, they're <laughs> drugged up on the jelly, but, like... Fuck it. It was to send a message, bro. <laughs> yeah, but if you burn from the top, then she'll die, but she'll suffocate. There's so, like, some They burn from the bottom. She could have kicked the shit out of it, and then... Oh, I told that's you, true. I'm going to find the loopholes all this shit. <laughs> like, nah, she I mean, could have jumped a lot, and then it, like... <laughs> Gone in a sh- like a hot pocket, and she could have fucking ran. I guess it depends how much accelerant they put on it, because at some point it doesn't even matter where you light it if there's enough yeah. gas. Maybe it's like a fireproof, drugged. and she's just being cooked. <sighs> That's a brutal death. Yeah, no. Fuck yeah, he had the, the, the like, what was that barbed wire like in his mouth? Oh yeah, barbed yeah, wire in like, his, his wrist. wrist and shit. Yeah. Oof. Well, and when he's drinking the alcohol and the like, what did they slice his Oof. throat? Did I miss that part? They stabbed him in the side. Yeah. Yeah, they, but, they like, like, he would hold his neck while drinking, and he would scream and pain. Well, because that's, like, it burns, probably. Just but that's what I'm saying. Did they slice You get what I'm saying? Like, did they slice well, yeah. him? And then it's like, fuck. That's just Nick but, Cage going just, ham. He can't handle his alcohol. That was, that was the Nicolas Cage part that you're talking about. Where <laughs> they were like, real. dude, just do. Go you. off. Like, yeah. that's it. I was saying that for all the fight scenes, too, man. One thing I learned while looking it up. Is it's uncredited, but that Nick Cage has a screaming coach. Really? Why? He's been a professional what? screamer. Well, yeah. I think that's why. Like, you literally gotta have someone. Like, you can't just. It's hard to like act that crazy, dude. Like, not I mean, Nick Cage though. Nuts. I'm trying to think of one movie he was in that he doesn't scream at the top of his lungs. Have you ever seen the compilations <laughs> on YouTube? Like Nick Cage freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Did he even scream in World Trade Center? And that's supposed to be like some sad <laughs> movie. And he's still like, ah, like, for, <laughs> like he's he's stuck under a pillar and he's like, ah, fucking pissed. Like, but yeah, a very Nick Cage. Credit to the They're coach, like, dude. I bet he like makes him put it in the contract. He's like, I need in my fucking contract a scene where I'm fucking <laughs> losing it. And they're like, all right, dude. Like, that's why they can you. probably afford him as long as he gets his hands on the script and can. Do a little bit of tweaking so he can just fucking scream as much as he wants. He'll he'll he, he'll cast in anything, bro. Kills it. What was the other one that he was in the uh, Marvel movie? The Ghost skull, flaming skull. What is it called? Ghost Rider. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Ghost. He even screamed in that <laughs> shit when he's transferring, like transitioning, and he's well, like I mean, screaming at the top of his lungs. Ah, like <laughs> like he literally tries to get it in. Like, does he ever scream in that na- uh, National Treasure? Like this guy be a scene. I found the fucking map. <laughs> ah, like just losing it. What is it? Like three it. of them? 
Yeah, yeah. I can easily. guarantee in any in any of those, he's probably screamed at least once. Di- of course. Well, Disney is the only one with some power, though, to be like, Nick, 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 <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't do it. It's in your contract. And he's like, all right, Disney says. But at this point, he's in films now. And this is why I feel kind of yep. duped, because he's got a movie in theaters right now called Pig. Which his Wait, pig really? gets stolen? Yeah, and I thought right like, I thought like straight up this is the this would be another like Mandy but with a pig or like uh what's the movie Keanu Reeves with the dog same thing, um oh, yeah. John Wick. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, how do you forget John Wick? Like yeah. you killed my pig. Yeah, same deal, you. right? But no, it was like a super like artsy and emotional movie, not a revenge really? movie. So even though it was a really good movie, alcoholism, man. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but it's not what I, I was like, oh, I felt duped. Yeah, hey, y'all <laughs> act like you forgot, like, after Mandy came out, like, there were scenes of his ass out in fucking Vegas, drunk as shit, singing karaoke, like, 3 a.m. by himself. Like, Hasn't literally, spent- everyone around him going, is this fucking Nick? Hay-? Like, imagine being drunk at a casino uh, in Las Vegas, and you're like, I'm gonna go hit the crowds real quick, and you just walk up, and you're like... Is that fucking Nick Cage, like singing karaoke right now, drunk off his fucking ass? Bro, he's awesome. down to earth. Yeah, well, he went to rehab like a week later. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, yeah, he was a hooker, and I couldn't deal with this anymore. I think that's literally what he said. He was like, uh, I got too drunk and too much in a blow. Wasn't he the one that like buys dinosaur bones and stuff? I would not be surprised. I feel yeah, like that's the same, same here. I'm not so sure. But. Sounds like either him or McConaughey kind of thing. It was either him or Johnny Depp. Like, they both buy, like, weird, crazy stuff and have, like, a problem I can with see it. That. Johnny Depp, yeah, 100% I could see. I don't know. I feel like Nick is a little bit more grounded, you know? He keeps <laughs> his feet planted on the ground. He spins it all in alcohol. Just Dude, like as them. any dedicated actor would. He's p- <laughs> He's picking just solid gold everything right now. I'm loving it. <laughs> Right, When's we, the Tiger King supposed to come out? Oh, is he doing that? Yeah, he's supposed to be Tiger King. Oh, that, that fits perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be the Tiger King. Is he going to do the voice and everything, too? I mean, why the fuck would you do it if you're not going to do the voice? I would be pissed. <laughs> That's going to be I'm, amazing. Like, it might ruin his career if he tries to do it and not do the voice. Like, people will then be like, yo, cancel and bring back, like, Brendan Fraser now. Like, <laughs> even though he's making a comeback, FYI. Can't wait for oh, that. Oh, yeah? Where'd you hear that at? He's going to be in a Scorsese movie. Oh, okay. he's, uh, he made an announcement. Is Scorsese really hitting that big right now, though, still with the youth? I mean, it'll obviously just automatically be a huge movie. Hey, the name's the name, exactly. Hollywood, it's still big. Like, what did you do last, The Irishman on Netflix? Yeah. All right, well, I know we just want to get into the scenes because there's a billion of them. I got notes all yeah. over the place. <laughs> uh, so we should definitely waiting. hit the opening scene first, though. You always got to with the horror movie. Mm. Opening scene here is actually the only, like, chill part of this movie. And it gets you, like, super invested in everyone. Or at least a Mandy and uh, Red. Red. So it's not like a banger of an opening scene, but it's definitely like within the first ten minutes. You're like, what? Like, you already know you're in for some something unique. Yeah, no, like right off the get go, it's like 
it's weirdly enough like it just feels off too like you feel like you're getting set up for something like pretty fucked up like and it and it's weird too because like granted like i said earlier like i hadn't seen this until like a year after it came out but i don't think there was really any advertisement for it right so like i'm pretty sure most people going into this didn't really know what to expect other than just like the cover yeah. right i, I don't like, see I, I mean, anything about it yeah, no, I, I didn't think there'd be, like, any trailers or any kind of advertisement. So, yeah, like, when I saw it, uh, I didn't even see the, like, kind of, like, I guess the poster of it until after I watched the movie. So, when I went into this, all I was known is that, oh, it's Nicolas Cage. And, like, we see Mandy and shit like that in the very beginning and, like, all these, like, different colors. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, I kind of weirded out, but I kind of... If you don't know like, anything I, going in, you're just, like, the no, whole time you're being no, my, thrown for a loop. my friend brings it up. The yeah, whole time, no, you're just like, what? It's like, keeps you so invested in it. That's why I just, dude, I I super underappreciate uh, going into a film. Like, I, beforehand, it was super underappreciated, like, going into something and not knowing what to expect. You know what I mean? That makes the movie so much better, or at least in my I opinion. I have to. You know? Yeah. I yeah, refuse. No. I don't even like trailers or anything. Oh, for well, real? Honestly, it took me until the... Um, what a second scene maybe if that if you want to call that to actually get a grasp of okay i know where like what direction this movie's taking mm-hmm. when she's you know standing and the car drives by and he like they catch eyes with each other uh, and like the which, yeah. force you scene. really can't figure out yeah. where it's going till then because that's when you first meet well, those people yeah yeah true that too like you're just getting to know their relationship but um, I, the only thing that really stuck out of those beginning scenes was her talking about that like story with her and her dad killing the birds in the bag. <laughs> like, like, hey, that? I got a bag full of birds. Ready? Your turn, kid. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, it's so ominous. Well, yeah. Well, the way that they're just laying there, like, you know, if I'm laying there and you're cuddling with me and you're just saying this, that fucking calm, I will probably be like, the scene would be different. I'd be like, oh, you know, can you get off real quick? Like, yeah, I'm going to but- grab some water. I need to, you know, grab some water real quick. Yeah. I'll that's probably just killer. like take a moment and like look at her from behind focus like analyze what the fuck was just said bro but you're not nick cage though you know like he's all about that shit like he i said it. earlier dude he's like wow, he loves that yeah no again like yeah. i dude i doubt they literally wrote red as a character it was just nicholas cage i swear to god they just threw him in these scenes and I'm like all right nick just act natural well he, you're right and i mean he, he doesn't have too much it. speaking parts yeah, well, yeah, and that's what's really good, too. Uh, like, another film, like, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Dude, Nick doesn't say anything. He in doesn't in this new movie, Pig, either. Really? Like yeah, no, he's... That's his new good. thing. He's new Vin Diesel. <laughs> he says nothing in all of his Gets new paid movies. to say one phrase. It's like, thanks for checking Which out. is the greatest job ever. If you're, like, expressive enough with your face and stuff and, like, can scream, you just don't oh, have yeah. to talk at all. <laughs> so where Very does Vin strange, Diesel right? get off? Well, he just, he's just hot, dude. He's not all there. I it's am fucking Groot. Vin Diesel. He's a yeah. robot. Oh, God, <laughs> dude, he made too much money off of that shit. But <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, Nick Cage. Like, um, he just he knows how to express himself just by constantly screaming. As long as he uses his vocals, he thinks that, like, you know what I like about it? Confidence has to be stemmed in acting. Like, you have to have that in order to act or at least act good. And I think that he does shit that he truly believes is great. And he's so fucking confident with it 
that it's enough for us to be like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm in. For some well, yeah, reason, com- he can be completely silent and it works. I'm cool with it. Most uh, like actors, I would not be cool with it. I'd be like, it'd be get very tedious very fast. Yeah, confidence sells, dude. And like Nick fucking radiates confidence. Stop like ironically, Nick, like your besties. Which in real life, he's practically suicidal. He's oh, like yeah. a guy on the verge of ending everything. But once oh, he gets on that screen, once that camera goes, then he's Bloody. like, I'm not Nicholas. I'm fucking Nick Cage. And then he goes into it. <laughs> I think that's what happens. I mean, Bro, it has I mean, to. That's just dead-ass Hollywood actors, though, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Whoa, the, I think Jeremy camera. Hill always hates himself, even when the camera comes on. That's why it's fun to watch. That oh, and Michael Sarah. that's why they go together. <laughs> he's like I'm tired of being picked on but look at my depression put it on camera I feel like Elijah Woods got some dark thoughts too and that's why he produced that's it like he was, he's, totally yeah. in. Well, he's been a kid actor too so I mean he's <laughs> he's been in this abuse his whole life I mean mm. he's probably not only thought about it but at least attempted it <laughs> twice like at least I don't think it's any way that would have been permanent and he knows that but I definitely think he made some attempts that mentally was some relief did you ever see well, okay. that? Was it called Wilbur, the show with the dog? Yeah, yeah, with the dog, and yeah. he tried to kill and himself. And he's literally yeah. writing a suicide note like every day and editing it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just his like biography. <laughs> that's like, just his vibe, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like explaining his life. Really quick, though, I do want to say, just because I had Googled it, it, the headline of this, when I looked up Nicolas Cage dinosaur bones, Nicolas Cage blew $150 million on a dinosaur skull, pygmy heads, and two European castles. What a waste. Dude, what a God. legend. Does value fucking go up on You say waste? Goals? For sure. But we say clout, dude. <laughs> no, no. Clout. He's drowning in that shit. <laughs> dude. Like, are you serious? Do dinosaur bones gain value? Uh, oh, I, how many dinosaur bones are they finding all the time? Yeah, what is his net worth? Let me look that up. I don't trust those network sites, though. They're just so made up. We, then I don't trust that he's dropping 150 either. I don't think National Treasure really brought... Oh, he, he has to be around 200 then. Dude, maybe you put it on credit. You're talking about Johnny Depp is 450, okay? And that's with him with all that. So I'm huh. saying if he has anything worth anything, it's kind of hard to believe that he dropped 150 mil. He's investing all in dinosaur bones, dude. The returns well, are crazy. It said uh, his net worth was 150 mil, but now it's 25 mil. Because <laughs> he spent it all yeah. on a fucking, a fucking dinosaur. So but he, you can't so say that you don't all. buy it, dude. But here's he the made thing. that investment. No, this Unless you're news. getting it all back or some more, is not a good investment. He's Dude, not. I respect him though. I think he made a ton of money, and he's like not interested in doing any like generic <laughs> blockbuster movies. Like he's trying to do weird stuff. Bro, this isn't the Chappelle show. Okay, you don't just like. <laughs> Buy dinosaur eggs because you're trying to flaunt it. Throw Dude. diamonds in your food so it sparkles when you shit. It's not gonna work. All right, it's you real just though. Blew all your money. That's why he's doing these indie movies. I guarantee. Hold on. I guarantee one thing. If he didn't blow all that money, he probably wouldn't even be doing these indie movies. He would have been like, "Hey, just remember me on National Treasure, kids," and then he'd be out. He wouldn't even care. But he has to do these quick little Amazon contracts no. so he can get his money back. I, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I think he didn't know. He had so much money, and he doesn't really like want to be flossy. Like He's not buying Mercedes and all this random like you know, flashy okay. stuff. So okay, he's like, so- what can I buy? Like a dinosaur bone, a castle? That's cool. Like 
when did he buy that though? The, like, we, it's all about the context in this shit, dude. Because I feel like this was before Mandy that he bought it. Oh, for then sure. Then he gets broke. This then is he gets broke, ago. right? Then he does Mandy, he does all this, but he's trying to struggle to make his money back. Then I tell you, remember around 2019, 2018, boom, he's in Las Vegas, depressed as shit, drunk as hell with a prostitute, doing karaoke and his lonesome, crying. Uh, I, I'm saying just put these things together. Oh, I'm yeah. saying this dude probably was like, fuck, what did I do? I just spent all this money on one thing. I'm broke now. I need to do these stupid fucking Amazon movies. And I don't now think that's why. I'm yeah. stuck on these contracts with Amazon holding my nuts. So now I'm just going to get pissed drunk at Vegas all the time. I and think, just parties. Um, if anything, it was because he got, because he was so wild, he kind of got blacklisted from Hollywood for the most part. Like it's pretty not, easy to do at this point. Because this was big news. That's the reason I know about the dinosaur bones and stuff because everyone was reporting on like his, uh, Basically, like Before his he had no money bonds. Wait, are you existed? saying that's what got him blacklisted? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying because he was so crazy and doing stuff like oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was, like, not on as big a scale as Britney Spears, but it was like, oh, what did the kids do now? Like, you know, he was just going wild. So maybe he got blacklisted, and that's why he's doing indie films. But whatever the reason is, he's picking gold. Like, whatever the reason is, he's doing indie movies now, whether he's blacklisted or not. His choice is impeccable. Yeah, I mean, bro, my thought about it all is, like, he just does whatever the fuck he wants. Like, I feel like he feels, personally, that he's all set. That was, And yeah. he's just that kind of crazy. You know what I mean? The right kind of crazy. <laughs> Where, yeah. All right, before this turns into a Nick Cage podcast, yeah. though. <laughs> God, I wish, dude. Yeah, let's get back onto the movie, though. Yeah. Let, wanna... Let's not do every episode on Nick Cage. Dude, oh, well, let's just do I his would, whole filmography. Oh, cry. <laughs> Let's cover his uh, documentary next, actually. That'd be a pretty good horror film. His documentary? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, there is one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's called uh, Mandy, actually. It's dope. <laughs> dude, so, all right. Back, we got to hit some references. Um, hit some references. I'm sure you guys heard the Crystal Lake is where they live by, right? Yeah. Mm. Right off I the wanted game. to bring that up. Dude, when you were talking about where it was filmed. This is a movie. Uh, there was a ton of references that I knew I didn't get, but that were references. Oh, dude. I, honestly, even still rewatching it a second time, I probably didn't catch anything. But a lot of them I don't know. Like, there are references to, like, metal bands and, like, different mm-hmm. kind of... Just a different type like of... music. Nerd. Yeah, music. A lot yeah. of music references. And some yeah, they made weird. up. They made up their own references. Like, that book, I thought that was for sure a book that she was reading that mm. was like an actual book but no they just made that for the movie Shattered they made Goblin. the crazy part that you know the jeremiah sand song that he made yeah. that he had her listen to which was straight up manson obviously um they made that song and it was on Bandcamp and was like one of the top songs on Bandcamp. but they just made it for this movie fuck? yeah because really? it was like you know that's, catchy that's fucking weird but like, that was straight up charles manson the whole failed music oh yeah career <laughs> that's why I thought this was a 70s movie or 60s movie because it had that whole like hippie tribe cult with him they're taking massive amounts of acid and he's like yeah well shit after that whole like forest scene when uh, oh fucking I actually forgot main antagonist's name father Jeremiah Sand. Jeremiah yeah yeah Jeremiah fuck yeah no dude just after like he gets like obsessed with Mandy and shit and like the film kind of takes its turn into like, you know, the real nitty gritty of all of it. 
dude, it's just fucking crazy how, um, oh no, fuck, I'm, I'm losing what I was about to talk about, uh, cause I wanted to get into like the You're next scene, that cause that I, there's a scene I really, really badly want to talk bot. about. Yo, fuck, yo, fuck, I'm just gonna go straight into it actually, if you guys don't mind, gonna skip a little bit Bro, of that. that scene's so when, nuts though, with the whole, that whole scene where he first just starts going, like really when they first meet kind yeah, of yeah when, when he's like, standing yeah, in front of her and like his he puts his face in her face and did you see his mm-hmm. face kept turning into her face oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, that's exactly what i wanted to talk about yes dude, i wanted to talk about that dude what that about before shit. that though what 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 bug did they sting her with to like get a her pickled that wasp yeah, like but it was fucking so much bigger than that. That thing was oh, huge, massive. Nasty it had a metal needle. Thing. Like the sting was literally <laughs> like a metal stinger. And then they drop something in her eye, which I'm guessing is LSD. Massive. Hallucinogens, yeah, yeah, it was like hallucinogens. Liquid LSD. Did but he ever I don't know say what the LSD? sting was about. That was what? like they say LSD at least once, right? Oh yeah, yeah no. Well, I think that's, the whole point is they talk about them being hippies. They talk about the black skulls with LSD because okay. their whole origin. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I knew it was obviously implied. I just didn't know if they specifically said it, but I felt like they said it at least once. Oh, they. I mean, it probably is LSD. And I feel like they're setting eyes. up that uh, Nick Cage is some like uh, like black <laughs> ops, former black ops or something when he goes to his friend's house. Oh, dude, it's kind of one of those things when watching it. And again, it's probably just because I'm so fucking biased. It's. Dude, you can Saying be biased don't question. if you really like it. Oh, bro, yeah, no. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, we don't need... You know what I mean? Like, they don't kind of focus too much on the detail. And that's what kind of, weirdly enough, makes the narrative kind of linear, but super fucking cool. Yeah. You know, because they don't harp on the details. They're like, yo, fuck it. I got to meet my friend out in the... Like, fucking boonies in a trailer. He's like, where is she? I so much appreciate that more. And almost, oh, even yeah. though it seems dumber, like, oh, you didn't give it any backstory or anything, it seems like it's dumber because it might be easier, but it's actually like giving your audience enough intelligence to be like, okay, they picked up, there obviously is yeah. a backstory there, but let's keep it rolling, you know? Because oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because a lot of films even now, dude, they, they focus so much on fucking like trying to explain backstory and shit that like, honestly, nobody would really care about. That's what sequels like, have to do. Yeah, no, like... What's really good about this is that, yeah, like, this is a story that we've seen so many times. It's basically a revenge story, really. But they don't really harp on, like, trying to make it different. They're like, fuck it. We're just going to, like... Again, like I said before, it's honestly, it feels like a movie, and I swear it is. It's, like, visuals first and then story second. Like, the story is honestly kind of like a fucking vessel for just all the main, like, visuals and just... the, yeah. the Like, the cinematography and shit like that is just fucking impeccable. So I think like, you're right. Yeah. I think you could literally plug in pretty much any story in and surround could have surrounded it with the same kind of cast. It just works perfect for all the kind of mm-hmm. side. Hey, here, what's up? Here's my thing on uh in terms of that too though. Like um I get that is neat to create some sort of mystery cuz I mean I guess you could put things mm-hmm. together, don't get me wrong, but you still are creating a thing of mystery when you're only putting one scene, literally, that's it. Walking in, grabbing this bow and arrow, calling it a day, like having a talk with him, and then you know, like that's you know, that's pretty much it. He doesn't really come up, he doesn't follow through, all that. And I definitely get what you're saying, where you don't want a whole movie that's based on that, trying to figure out what his past is. 
But like in a great example would be like John Wick. I know y'all watched John Wick where mm. it was a continuous adding in throughout. So it wasn't explaining anything and it kept you going with the main story and what was going on. But side characters and things like that would come in to reassure continuously like what his past was, what was going on, things like that, but being active at the same time. And I definitely agree with you where you could create a stagnant kind of vibe with a movie when you just keep explaining and you don't get into it. But like John Wick, I think is a great example. Well, like they kind of had it going that way with this movie, but then you only did like one real scene of that. You know what I'm saying? So I like that it wasn't. It's not like, what? I like that it wasn't. Because that's what's well, nice about being an indie film. Because if you have any somewhat decently big budget, Hollywood, all the producers involved and everything, they'll be like, wait, we need to know more about this character. Why? Like, what's their past? What's all this? You have you to fill it in. It's just like a love interest. Add, Where's yeah, the love yeah, but interest? You don't need to add any more. I'm not saying to add any more, but you don't need to throw that in there and then just fade him off like a phantom <laughs> and you never see him again. You know what I'm saying? Like, It do works you see so him well again? for this. I guess no. We, we don't no. see the guy. We don't see his. Well, robe. like he couldn't come back after doing what he needed to do, kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did they say? Like, kind of like I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you want to keep the point is when you when you talk about it not being too long, and then I felt like it was a little bit drawn out at times, and that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Oh but yeah, no. a lot of it based on making sure to tie things up at the end and it was like we got to keep adding this we got to burn out you know this we got to watch that which is a great scene by the way the cross burning and or the church burning down and he's standing in front of it but like it was continuing got to tie got to tie well if you're gonna do that then why can't you tie the one positive thing about the whole fucking part is that he actually has someone other than mandy who he lost you're right. And then he's got someone to go to, just like John Wick had, even though he didn't have it, the poor fucking dog. But, like, that's what he was trying to get, yeah. you know? He was trying to get mm-hmm. his little thing back. And, yeah, I get it. That's very Hollywood-esque. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying at the same time, there was that one thing that, like, built a relationship with him. Just like you said, he doesn't speak a lot. He doesn't do too much. We don't need a background. I get it. The main focus is what's going on. But uh, you kind of want, like, a... Like, like a, a side you know you kind of yeah. want his side and that was his side for a moment and then you just saw him and it was like good luck kind of thing i don't know it could have been yeah. easily like come back to your corner what's up Bald i out. totally thought that guy was coming back too the first time i watched it yeah and I, here's a crossbow take it back appreciate it <laughs> yeah well, you know like yeah you're right yeah i wouldn't yeah i, wouldn't I, don't, like that. I don't know i i, I personally I, I got the vibe of just like you know He's kind of one and done. He's like, all right, here's your bow. Like, nah, no, go fuck shit up. And like, again, like 100%, I understand like what you're saying. But I I feel like that's just also too, like it's going to boil down to like a matter of direction and like opinions on direction. Like I I really liked how it was kind of a one and done thing. Kind of like a stepping block sort of from like, all right, grab your shit. Now you're like, I feel like that whole scene of him grabbing his crossbow, talking to the guy was... I mean, obviously, it was meant for the audience to, like, kind of get a little bit of a background for, like, the main antagonists, like, the Black Skulls, the biker gang and shit. And then it was more so just kind of like, all right, now you know what's up. Now go fuck shit up. And then he builds that fucking sweet-ass axe and shit, oh, like, yeah, that next scene, like, immediately after. But well, here's I get the what thing. you're saying, though, too. Like, that's yeah. why I, I agree why with Chris. Why couldn't a black dude build the axe? That could have been his dude. That's, you know that's what, what I thought for a second. Like, when we saw like, that scene, I had no idea that Nick was building it. I thought it was going to be the yeah. dude. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this like, is the last one I'll make. Take yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, like, I'm old. I'm, I'm in agreement. Like, he didn't 
I like that they didn't do a whole backstory because the guy references oh, yeah. like, oh, sure. it's back on again. Like I did, I like that there was a backstory, but I think you're right with the closure part of it. Definitely could have t- just just tighten that somehow at the end. That would have been mm-hmm. I could see that being much better. I just yeah. like how they didn't have to go into like, oh well, how do these guys know each other and uh, <laughs> what are they referencing? Like, what did they do? Like, I guess they're referencing they were in like war together at some point. But some I don't know what the crossbow. Like, he was wearing like a uniform, right? I, or was yeah. he just wearing like a hunter's like kind but of jacket? You see references. He's a solid twenty years older than him. <laughs> you're in, you see references that there's other planets. They're on a different planet though, so whatever oh, yeah. war they were in on this planet is different. <laughs> That's actually a really good reference because there is that one particular scene where they talk about what their favorite planet is. And, she you know, she's like, well, she said Jupiter because Jupiter has all the storms and they're just constantly battling. He said Saturn and then oh. he changed it to whatever the thing that eats planets. And he was annoyingly Galactus. in her hair That's going, a Marvel gum, reference. Gum, gum. I was like, I want to punch her in the fucking face. She's such a like edgy girl. Like, even with the baby bird story you said, and, like, she's like, I like Jupiter because the storms yeah, are raging for a thousand yeah. years or whatever. Fuck Mandy, bro. She's yeah, such a, like, oh, dude. too edgy for me. Glad Do you ever get why her eyes are so unique? Like, <laughs> was there that. a particular thing? I don't know. No, but it's because like, that's what I. her eyes oh, were always it. like that. Were they? That was just, like, yeah, a trailer. Yeah, they were always like that, but I'm saying, like, they explained. got so attracted to her real fast. And by the way, I love how they sacrifice uh, Santa Claus's little boy. Oh, no. Right. Oh, the fat boy. That That's dude, what he is from. Sandwich? Butter make face, you some dude. sandwiches. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's dude. what he's from. Is, is that really him, though? He looks exactly like it, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. I can think of a few SoundCloud rappers that look like him, too. So, you know. <laughs> okay, I didn't really like face. I'm like halfway on the fence of like how they took him away, basically. But he was doing like the like grasping out like no, and they're pulling away. <laughs> yeah. like, it was cheesy. what a team, dude. That- but the scene that um kidnapping scene, the house invasion is nuts. Mm. Oh yeah, with the like electricity going off. I don't know if that's like a taser or something. Yeah, that would have already made me frantic waking up to that. I would have been like, "Yo, what in the <laughs> fuck?" And then you turn around, there's all these people with a mask on, and it's I'm completely like, quiet at the same time. That's yeah, an I'm amazing straight up scene. not having a good time right now. <laughs> that scene, it's awesome. I'm gonna say, yeah, no, like out of just fanboying the fuck out of this film, that probably one of the most, and it's not even that crazy but just disappointing scenes was just probably the little santa claus's helper going out that was kind of like not a lame way to go out but it'd be dope to see like how creative they could be with killing him off other than just dragging him off into the dark room yeah because surprisingly there's uh, there was creativity in kills and like gory in this movie oh dude super fucking just like because and and i'll really quickly go back a little bit because i wanted to kind of put like my final my final pitch down uh, about just what I like about this film a lot is that there's a lot of de- like so much detail in this film that it just does so much not explaining and leaving it up to like the viewer to like analyze you know what I mean yeah. and like going back to that whole scene where he's grabbing his crossbow and stuff like I feel like this film and not many films can really pull this off but that one and done is just really appreciated because it kind of leaves you thinking you know it- it's just enough to let you know and be informed and, like, I can totally see, like, that the end, the closure wasn't fully there. It was close, but not there. 
but definitely just everything about this, like, you know, her eye, Mandy's eyes and stuff like that, and that, like, scar she has on, like, the left side of her face, just, like, all that unexplained detail is just really nice to kind of, like, ponder about, like, after watching the film. Here's like, one for that you. That kind of gives it, oh. Was up? Lizzie the tiger even a tiger? Nah, dude. With the chemist. That was, uh, that was CGI. Well, <laughs> no, I'm Nick not Cage saying, like, I'm saying in, no, the, in film, that was CGI. But in the, was it actually? Oh, I have no idea. No, no it was real. I'm, <laughs> it was real because it was supposed to be a lizard in the script. Uh, and then they showed up and the director's like, oh, it's actually a tiger. So the tiger's real. But I was just wondering, here's a pondering question for you. Was yeah. Lizzie the tiger actually there? Or was that like a cat? Because that chemist is out of his mind tripping. You know, he sees the you worms and Nick Cage's feet. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you have a cosmic ass. darkness. Like, that could have easily been like a cat. And he's just tripping balls. I feel like it was a real ass tiger. In J- that just world? Just because of like, oh, yeah, in that world, definitely. Just how, how fucking kooky and bonkers everything is in that world. Basically, just so much fucked up shit. I, it's unsurprisingly, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a real ass tiger, how they somehow captured it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to even question it. It's just like, yeah, it's real. You know, like the most like undescribable or like most unrealistic shit that would happen in that film, I would totally buy is real. J- just because of like how fucking biased I am, how like rooted and just how fucking just crazy this film is. You know what I mean? Like fucking black skulls, like the bikers and shit. Straight up I Hellraiser. Forgot, what are they? Yeah, Hellraiser. Yeah, what are they called? Celebites or some Cenobites, shit? What, what, yeah. What's, yeah, no, Celebite. like when you got motherfuckers like that and it's oh and i wanted to talk about that actually again i want to go back on the whole trailer scene uh where he gets his crossbow (laughs) it's weird how the realest part of the whole movie or like most genuine it's weird to describe how nick is just like fucking talking one-on-one with the guy saying how fucking weird everything was. it was so fucking weird hearing nick say how fucking weird that was oh talking like about the like the bikers yeah he's like fucking hippies drugged out of their mind i think <laughs> lsd or some shit and like that's so fucking weird how like it just hits so close because that's what the fucking audience is thinking right you know what i mean and it was such and, like, like a corny a funny way to say it it was a scene yeah. of improv he's like fucking like hippies or something like yeah no and it and again it just shows how fucking talented Nick is, how fucking big dick he is, dude. <laughs> you know, he's got everything. No, but like seriously though, dude, that scene, like, it was weirdly grounded. You know what I mean? Like that was a realistic reaction to how fucking crazy unreal well, yeah, well obviously unrealistic this fucking film is, dude, but he, I just fucking love that. He though. almost you didn't give I mean? it enough weight for what it is, like yeah, if oh, yeah. hippies, like those psychopaths <laughs> came in and stole my girl. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all in all, though, that, that scene, too, and that's the last time I'm ever going to dig up that fucking trailer scene, but that was really, really dope, how, like, that was the realest and, like, grounded scene in this entire movie. Like, Yeah, that is funny. J- it was only, like, normal. So, it caught me off guard. Actually, that was pretty almost... much only normal conversation. Oh, yeah. Because even with this <laughs> from their own... girlfriend, is like, weird, or wife, Mandy, it's like, they're having weird conversations. What, what about the <laughs> Cheddar Goblin? Yeah, no, dude, I fucking love Cheddar Goblin. Did did you dude. see that the one of the writers was the guy who wrote one of the writers of this movie was the guy who wrote that uh Cheddar Goblin. He's the too many cooks <laughs> sketch guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I knew that. That's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, well, cuz I I watched a review of the film after I watched it for the did first you even time. Watch the I was movie, really bro? interested. Oh, dude, absolutely not. No, I just say it's my favorite. No, but, like, dude, I, I watched, like, an in-depth, like, kind of deep dive of the video. 
and then they talked about uh, Cheddar Goblin and shit, because <laughs> I'll be dead ass. I, I thought it was like a real corny ass thing. I was like in between the fence of like, is this a real fucking thing that they're pulling out from like him throwing up on shit? him? Yeah, and then like I got fucking dunked on that. Yeah, the the director for Too Many Cooks, or I guess the creator, right? Uh, did that little Cheddar Goblin scene, or just that whole like advertisement bit? That's and the second like, reference to Too Many Cooks in this yeah. in our podcast. Right, Tragedy Girls <laughs> was the janitor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't realize how like pervasive that is in so many unique minds. Like people love that. <laughs> and it's just it, dude. It's so far reaching. It's crazy out of our fucking depth. And just thrown but. in there for really no reason, but also hilarious. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I feel like it was a break for the audience before you get right back into the fucking the deep end, the madness of the madness. Yeah, the fucking Nick effect getting fucking caged yeah no but that cheddar goblin that, dude i don't know yeah this movie's really funny too <laughs> like there yeah. are definitely some scenes where like they definitely like take away a lot of the tension just Half, to kind of give you a break it's almost every scene is funny depending on which like, definitely towards the end I, I feel like it gets a lot more funny and like that's when nick's true colors we show. were laughing uncontrollably the first time because also it's so unexpected but still eerie and creepy at the same time, but everything is so unexpected. Every mm-hmm. beat after like the first, after the kidnapping, you're like, every beat is funny. Even the chainsaw fight, like <laughs> the redemption. Yeah, the chainsaw fight. I don't get how. <laughs> oh. oh, dude, don't, the don't even it, use it. And you hold it up. <laughs> you don't hold a fucking chainsaw by the blade. That's just dude. kind of common sense. I don't think I have to really explain that one. Uh, well, it was off. It was it was bad. Yeah, but though. he started it, and then he, I guess, turned it off to to block it. Well, I don't know. I guess. Was, yeah, no, he did. So he didn't cut off his arm, like when he was which, kind of holding which it. Which really, by the way, the guy could have <laughs> easily destroyed him. He only had a saw that was twice his size. Like literally, it was a Not six foot saw almost. He could have just pushed it forward and uh, killed Nick Cage. Well, like that was crazy dumb. falling on the chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a fucking clean ass kill though. But this is more crazy than Cage though, because for that part, it could easily he's deep in his insanity by that point because you see him devolve throughout the whole movie, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like he starts breaking down. He start right after basically she gets kidnapped. Then he starts chugging the liquor. He's taking the LSD. Mm. He snorts all that coke in the uh, trailer. Like he just starts going ape shit some of it's from well, drugs. you know what uh not not to make it like oh it's so deep but like bro honestly though red was such a character he has got like nothing to lose yeah so like what's more scary than a fucking dude that's got nothing left to lose so he's taking fucking everything he can and to like just, just get ready for this fight drugged out of his mind and like that's right i you know i kind of see why he's like fucking i'm gonna try this gray gunk this fucking goblin gunk you know <laughs> what these bikers are chugging He's like, what, what the fuck is he going to lose? Like, he doesn't care if he fucking dies. Like, he just wants to kill fucking Jeremiah. That's all he has left. And like, all to his really lines lose. are, like, crazy after that point. What's the thing he says oh, to yeah. the Cinnabite guy that's, like, in his like, face? You cut my shirt or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That was Dude, I, favorite shirt. That was a Nick Cage improv. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to do that shit. I don't, yeah, no, that... I was on his side the whole time, but when he did that scene, I was like, uh, is that really a good one-liner to finish off that Cenobite? He says it twice, because he says it to the Chainsaw guy, too. Oh, does he? Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> so he really Dude, does he really sure. say it again? Yeah. 
He yeah, mentions I, it twice. I feel like he's like, dude, I gotta reuse that because they're not gonna know he already said it once. The fucking cultists and shit. Yeah, well, I got some other references here yeah. too to like um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons actually, and there's like, like I said, there's like metal references like the uh, mm-hmm. the blade or the is that an axe that he crafted? The axe, yeah, yeah, it was based on quote legendary metal band Celtic Frost logo, Celtic Frost logo. I don't know if you heard of them. So I knew there was mm. references going on, but I just wasn't. I didn't know what they were referenced to. Yeah, no, again, and it's funny how, like, this film was way more of, like, a, uh, I'm trying to find the word, not entourage, but more or less, because that's not a fucking word I'm going to use, it was a lot more of a film dedicated to, like, music, you know what I mean? Not so much, like, a lot of uh, movie culture. I mean, there definitely was a handful, but it was really, it was really cool to see how, like, both the music composition in this was really kind of like a love letter to like all these like metal bands you know what i mean music and and visuals yeah and the visuals themselves too it's it's crazy how like again this is a movie really focused on visuals and sound more than anything as opposed to like the story like i mean granted that's like literally the fucking bread and butter of any film is like sound and then video like visual but like this film was on it it was more of like art like in 24 frames like it was just constantly like referencing like music and stuff like that and that's really cool like oh, even yeah, though like experience. i don't get it you know what i mean like I, I won't pick up a lot of the references i still appreciate it oh for you know? sure because that's just that's just sick as fuck you know is- and like i really like music too so like it'll definitely like get me to like check out their music that they're referencing and stuff like that it's like a psychedelic trip of a movie <laughs> you laugh, you cry, yeah. <laughs> you see roller coaster, crazy you visuals. Roll. You hear crazy stuff. Stranger Things. How dare you? <laughs> that is so. Dude, like, when's the last time you watched Stranger Things? Listen to the music. The music is well, identical. You know, Stranger I Things. I love the music. Stranger Things is music. based. Stranger Things didn't come up with that. Stranger Things is doing yeah, an but 80s vibe you're about to say it. You, exactly what were you you just said it yeah it's based <laughs> the music is based in the what 80s you just said what the what is this movie based in this is in the 80s but it, it, well, just, so again you have a composer <laughs> that makes an 80s based theme music like that Dude, with the synthesizer and the composers the ever piano. <laughs> but i'm saying that's exactly what they did in <laughs> stranger things though. stranger like, things did it on thing. a cheaper like almost disney level I, I have nothing against stranger things but it's a very formulaic steven spielberg see vibe. y'all keep talking about it coming out to the box office and i'm pretty sure for the most part it spent most of his time on amazon that's where you could buy it to watch so well, yeah, it's, it's not really that far off from Stranger Things. It's not which was on Netflix. Amazon. You can just buy it on. Not Amazon. to mention you have Winona Ryder. So I mean, you're comparing Nick Cage to Winona Ryder. They're kind of off in the same, you know, indie thing. In Stranger fact, she Things probably has indie. more bangers if you want to get down to brass tags. Stranger Things but, is McDonald's. <laughs> what are talk- you talking about? <laughs> it's the- what are you talking about? Wait, all right, find Mandy like two for me. Commercially- find the find sequel. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll wait. I'll sit here and wait. You find a sequel. I'll, so I'll bring up So if a movie doesn't seasons. have a sequel, it's not good. <laughs> What's it called? Is it called Mandy 2? Stranger Things is probably the most commercially successful thing on Netflix. Dude, and it's great. And it's, it's really right. good. 
I mean, it's really good. But I'm saying my point is it has the same music, the same kind of theme with it. it. Not the the theme of like my murder and all that, but I'm talking about the vibe, the music, and all exactly. You're just talking about synth music. It has the same kind of vibe. It has some synth sounds, but I I wouldn't agree because there's like rock and like metal in here. I can we pull up? Can you pull up right now? Pull up the intro song to Mandy. Play it and then pull up the Stranger Things. Every song referenced in the 80s is going to have synth music in it. Yeah, but I'm saying it still has the same style. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not just saying, oh, it's got the same instrument. It's good. I'm saying like the song that they always play, not the Stranger Things intro, but the song that they're always playing when they're transitioning, going to places, biking, going to all these different areas. And then you hear the same song that they play constantly in Mandy. And I kid you not, it's identical. Those uh, chapter titles and the music are very similar to Stranger Things, but neither of those came up with it. They're both referencing the same period in time. Right. I'm not. It's like an not, aesthetic. Okay. You're, the, the argument is simply put that it gives off the same vibe. That's all I meant. Yeah. Does it not give off the same vibe? That's it. Counter, it's just hard because this is Nicholas like a different though. planet, though. Like, it's it's <laughs> so bonkers. Stranger Things is has the synth music, but the, like, the vibe of it is very 80s kids like i don't get the same vibe at all it's no, not, like we're just talking about the music again yeah. just the music i've yeah. literally said it five times jordan <laughs> yeah just yeah. the music yeah it's, I get it's that. pretty it's pretty spot on it's pretty spot on yeah I'll, I you know what chris I'll, I'll agree with you definitely like because i i definitely see it though you know like visually i could totally see stranger things and like the music definitely synth wavy but I feel like where Mandy definitely takes off, where it's a little bit different, is just the musical references. It's a lot of bit different. Yeah, <laughs> but well, not in the, yeah, no, I mean, not I, in I, the yeah. specific the synth part, not in the yeah. synth title <laughs> parts, the chapters. You're right. That's what I see. But besides that, because I think Chris is just trying to say like Stranger Thing vibes, not like Stranger yeah. Thing like copy and paste. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, when you say vibes, though, no we're talking about the vibe of the movie. Up. Unless they're tripping balls, of course, which I wanted to get to that whole cat thing. I think the whole thing about the cat is it wasn't a tiger. And the reason being is that one key part where he's looking at him hissing, trying to act tough. And then right when he knows Nicolas Cage is about to grab him by his head, he literally flips and goes full bitch mode to, hey, man, and holds him down, which Dan then turns how he has a whole group around him with serious group think and a lot of LSD that truly believe he is a DT that they're willing to do a lot of crazy shit for him to the point of, Hey, this guy's chilling with the tiger doing what he's got to do. He's the head man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that they all did see that, but in fact it wasn't there. It was a true meaning of I'm this character. This is who I am. And then Jack Nicholson, why do I keep saying that? (laughs) Nicholas Cage, finally grabs a hold of him and immediately he's like oh i'm fucked and then it immediately switches because the trip kind of comes to like hey this is you're fucked right now dude and i think that's legit what happened they believed that they were these like people that were riding on magic carpets that couldn't be touched and like destroyed yeah and then finally someone happened they were like oh shit this is real life and then he crushed his skull yeah i don't know and i do like this movie makes you distrust yourself or like as the viewer the whole time basically it's constantly throwing your curveballs well bro i think what's also fucking dope about this movie is that just like 
you can have so many takes on this and like you can like have this whole like yeah no they're all drugged out of their fucking mind and like we're just seeing it from the perspective of like red and like he's tripping balls so like everything that like all the cultists are doing and seeing and shit it's just not real and it makes you kind of question like reality too to a certain degree where it's like well are these biker fucking people real and like you know their crazy superhuman strength and just like insane nonsense that goes on through all this like film so like it creates some pretty dope uh, audience diversity of like what you want to kind of take from it because the visuals and just the like details sprinkled around like setting and visual yeah is like what people you can do so many theories yeah well, the not fact, so many but you just can throwing in there they're on a different planet and there's a ton of drugs you can pretty much choose your own adventure of how it actually played out so I like that also, it gave yeah. you it gave you loopholes in the story with just the the drugs on a different planet that like anybody can be right essentially if you're theorizing about it. Mm-hmm. You can't be oh, wrong. Yeah. yeah, and like another thing too is like, are they really on a different planet? Like you can question that from the very get go yeah. too because like at that point in time when like Nick is driving, because this is also another thing too and I guess it's a question for you guys. Do you think the whole film is like in the perspective of Red? Or do you think it kind of switches onto like more of like a third person perspective on the whole film entirely? You know what I mean? Uh, like, are we seeing everything through Red's eyes, or are we seeing it as just well, we can't like because, an outside force. I mean, actually, that's a good question. I mean, there are scenes where he's not there, but maybe if he's thinking about what they were doing, like he's thinking back on it, like this is probably how they were before. Uh, mm, yeah, they came over, like before we met them, maybe. Well, because I like to think that the film first kind of takes place in Mandy's perspective. And then when she fucking bites it, then we switch over to Red. And That's like, interesting. It's now just kind of thinking about it, too. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool to like kind of question whether or not like the Black Skulls. I feel like the Black Skulls, they were definitely real. Definitely fucking tripped out of their mind, like insane fucking drug addicts that like were molded by this fucking like newfound like lsd that like fucked with their brain because that one guy was like talking about him but if you saw the perspective of if you were looking at through the perspective of red or the cult leaders though nobody that Mm -hmm. wasn't tripping balls saw them (laughs) oh yeah no and that's the thing too like are the black skulls real and like obviously i feel like they are just a biker gang that's ruthless yeah no like Cause what I'm thinking when fucking uh, I'm called the Red Mandy when Red fucking shoots that crossbow through the neck of like the second one I think he kills mm-hmm. or something like that and he's like pulling yeah. out the fucking arrow through his like throat it's like so that begins like that begs the whole question like is this fucking real like is this really a fucking crazy like because obviously they fight like they're invincible like they don't feel pain well we know that actually now i'm kind of remembering the whole fucking trailer park scene and he's talking about the whole fucked up thing like they had the worst pain of their life but they fucking loved it so they're obviously like masochists which is shit. very cenobite hellraiser yeah very that's, cenobite yeah that's how you become a cenobite so, it's fucking it, it's cool how reality and then drug trip is so blend it's so fucked in this film like all blended together it it's weird how you can kind of like say that it's just it's all in one like they're fused together reality and just like that drug trip because the black skulls were real and they were fucking tanky as hell like 
it's just it's it's dope how the movie can totally just leave you questioning like what like especially just the ending yeah yeah you know when it's driving off and you see those two planets and shit like that and it's like okay what the fuck but that's what makes it so fucking dope because they don't ponder on that they just say it and move on and like leave it for us to kind of like dissect and pick apart yeah well and like that's we could go on forever with our theories (laughs) but we got yeah um, yeah let's yeah no let's move on yeah yeah well that did (laughs) get me thinking though that's interesting i didn't think about who the perspective is um i got just to get let's just to get because i want to get to our ratings too um oh yeah yeah kill count we got 12 of them um imdb rating is six and a half rotten tomato critics is 90 percent, which is crazy crazy good um rotten tomatoes like audience is 66 percent it did win a bunch of awards. Like I saw one Fangoria and a bunch of ran a lot of like different horror awards. So it's like it's actually got a lot of acclaim. Um, what would your guys' rating be? I'll let you go first, Chris. Um, uh, I was thinking about that. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with a six point one on this. Um, oh. I still think it's good. Uh, that's that's still good. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You may think it is, but it's um, <laughs> it's it's entertaining. Um, I think the reason why I'm going with six one is although the story is neat, um, I felt like a lot of the scenes, fighting scenes, gruesome scenes, things like that, were kind of just little mini anthologies thrown in together, where it was their own separate little situations, but looked very neat on camera, cinematography wise. Um, so they're very entertaining to watch. The music, of course, is great. Just like you said, they're like individual music videos, each one. Um, kind of still leaving you with a, what the fuck did I just watch after each scene? Um, which I always am for. Um, but yeah, I think 6.1 would be an appropriate answer. What about you, Riley? Okay. All right. So this is, I'm going to take a huge ass leap forward. Uh, I, this movie definitely left like a solid mark just on like my little repertoire of movies I've seen through the the vast years of my 21 years of living, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this probably like an eight out of ten, just because like what really gets me and what really just it's super fucking easy to catch me on is just the visuals, the music, like just the sounds, uh, like the whole way through, and like I can definitely see. There are a lot of scenes that drag on, but I really kind of like that, though. Like, that, for me personally, I like those scenes that drag on because it really kind of, like, lingers. It's that lingering feeling of just the whole film and, like, like staying on these scenes where it's like, all right, I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable. Or, like, okay, what, like, what's going on here? Are we going to move on? And then it moves on. Just overall, I, I like how fucking off the rails it is, but also just how, like, linear, too. You know what I mean? It's so weird. It's like a weird blend of so many, like, uh... What's uh what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Um like styles. Yeah, well no, I'm I'm trying to say like counterintuitive or what oh, what's the other word for that? Where it's like there's so many different But eight eight is no, a good rating. Yeah, forget it, bro. Yeah, forget forget <laughs> that. Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. look up the uh thesaur- thesaurus. Um I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, go, I'm gonna go check that the, real quick. Uh, I'm actually have the literally the exact same rating of eight. That mm. was my rating and I just absolutely love it. It's so unique, and for all the reasons we already talked about, uh, yeah. And I want to do one other thing too. Well, I'll save this to the end, actually. But would 
No, what you got to say? It's scary. No. Mm-mm. Well, no, not no, not scary. No. Definitely disturbing, but not scary. Was it be scary when you're 12? I'm going to go 10. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. No. I'm going to say 10. I think 10 is better. Bro, I'd say at 10, the only part that would scare me is like right before the Black Skulls like kidnap Mandy where like it does that zoom in in the forest, that, that sound and shit, that like really kind of grungy fucking like siren. That would probably get me. That made me jump out of my yeah, seat if I were 10. Yeah, that's a creepy scene for sure. Yeah, but yeah, if I was 10, I'd be freaked the fuck out, but disturbed, not scared really. Yeah, I think it'd be disturbing for 10-year-old Jordan. <laughs> Are you saying no, Chris? <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I just think Arden. I just think yeah. The only thing that messed me up is her being cooked alive. That would Oof, be the hmm. part that would mess me up. But just because of the plot hole, not the. Not the <laughs> well, like as a kid, brain. I wouldn't see the loophole. You know what I mean? I wouldn't see, hey, that bitch clearly could get out. But like <laughs> this was one where it's like watching, and it, you know, as a kid, yeah, definitely that part would get me. But everything else. Like, even him screaming in the bathroom, I'd be like, dude, there's no one around to hear you. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is your problem right now? Like, you're just yelling at nobody. You didn't but, have like, great... even at 10, but... You weren't at your uh, Nick Cage appreciation yet. Like, you aren't yeah. at... No, no, I like Nick Cage. Age, I just understand... Yeah, exactly. It comes with age. Like, <laughs> that's my point. If you know Nick Cage from the years, like, he's... He's always been like if he if he gets in any major movies, they're flops. And unless if you want to keep up bringing on National Treasure, that's really it. People but love to bring every, that up. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. You know, honestly, yeah, everyone so does. good they made a second one. <laughs> but no, and that's the thing. That's what I've always liked about him, though. Like I'm not even hating. Like yeah. Ghost Rider sucked. The Knowing sucked. <laughs> like all I I could keep going sucked. Like. The Wicker Man suck. Like all these weird movies, they just weren't good. I'm just, I was not really, yeah. it is kind of hell. They're also big You remember budget. the Weatherman? He's like walking around with a bow and arrow. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I think she, that's when he was still, iconic, though. he was still trying to stay in the game then. Now that he's, <laughs> game's like, changed, straight and so up, is he, man. Yeah, now that he's gone, I, like, indie, basically, I'm like, I love that him. for him. Bro, oh, you like right, Brendan Fraser? Can we get to that so we can glorify <laughs> true talent? It's been a while. That, man. I know he's fine. What I'm was so the reason? He's making a comeback because man, he's sensitive and he's got he's got love for himself, and a lot of people he thought hated on him, so he mm-hmm. thought that no one wanted him in Hollywood just because he made some fucking awesome movies like Monkey Bone. I mean, people really forget other oh, movies yeah. this dude huge. made. He was Blast from the Past, The Mummy. God, man. He was huge in the early 2000s. Like, he was the guy. Oh, dude. He was so good. <laughs> so good. I have I look forward to walk, riding the mummy at Universal because I get to see him. I'm like, there oh, he that's is. that's the best There's ride. that guy. I love that one. <laughs> but, dude, he got so into it that when someone was like, no, we're actually supporting you. We're all for it. He got choked up on fucking camera. He's like, oh, shucks. A very Brendan Fraser way. I was like, mm. Brendan, like, you make it awkward, but I'm still for you. Well, I think I already know your guys' answer to this, but I'll ask you anyway. Do you want a sequel slash does it need a sequel? Can I have a sequel? Chris? Chris, you want to you take this? You want me no, to go you can first? go. All right. You can go. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, no. Um, I feel like if you were to make a sequel, it would really not work. Uh, of course, 
it's so open-ended, so you could easily make one, but personally, no, you, you should not. Just keep it as it is, because that 8 out of 10 will fucking, <laughs> will be so fucking critical on the next film if they were to make one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not to say that, like, a sequel would at all deter the first one, but just, you know what I mean, don't... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't add on to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it as it is. Yeah. No, there's... I don't want to see a sequel from it. As much as I love the first one. Real easy. Um, no. <laughs> wow, what? No, Dude, and, what? And on top of that, the only way you could do anything, the ironic part, is if you brought the black guy back. That'd be the only way to turn <laughs> this shit and bring it into anything. Other than that, he's already lost all of everything that he had. And that True. was Mandy. So what the fuck else are you going to do? Bring her back from the dead so you can kidnap her and put her in another sack and set her on fire? Like, that's that would be Mandy too. And it's like, all right, we get it. This time it had to be like you bring back the black guy. But guess what? You didn't do any background on this shit. So now why do we care if he's trying to survive and help this black dude? You know what I'm saying? That'd be the only reason. And, and now It could be like not. Halloween 2 where it picks up right after the ending of this one. And then or he goes, drives you- over to the black guy's house. And something else happens. Like something or they goes could just down. be ballsy like the original Halloween 3 and make it have absolutely no fucking <laughs> well, like, that's relation to, to the other Halloweens. That's my well, answer. Just do, do, do a sequel in quotes, but this exact same like in, in that world, but not an actual literal continuation. That's weird. Because obviously weird. Beyond the Black Rainbow is in the same world. It takes place in the same year and whatever universe even though they're not connected so give me another one same director and throw something weird at me doesn't but doesn't have to be shouldn't be this storyline oh yeah no definitely this fucking universe that he made panos made is just fucking dope like no matter what i'm definitely gonna check it out if i even hear it you know what i mean he's super underground or at least and it's so weird to say that too he's he feels underground oh he's got a lot of big titles 100 he's got a lot of big ass names to his belt for like Mandy at least so that doesn't mean that if, um, some of the like biggest actors or best actors and or producers what have you doesn't mean they're not following the indie stuff they definitely oh are. yeah they're just following it way mm-hmm. more than we are because they're like love the art even more than we do like they're yeah, fully they're reaching into, out to it, you know yeah like it, they're they're putting forth their research that's all we really get trade, is kind of like their craft like yeah they're way more invested in it than we are Oh yeah. Um, also, so this is the one thing I wanted to save at the end uh, for movies in the future, and I don't think it'll affect our other two because I don't think they'll make it in. But I think we should have an actual House of Horrors that movies get to be. We vote on if it's going in to the House of Horrors. Obviously, it's only a thousand, so we get a thousand slots. Um, if we fill that up, mm-hmm. we can vote ones out if we want to put one in, but I think it should just go majority rule on whether it enters into the house of horrors and will be technically the first entry. Okay. Well, I mean, wouldn't we for the most part say, yeah, I would say, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, want to hear your opinion, Chris. I mean, because this has its own uniqueness. Since y'all think, I don't think it's unique because I said it has the <laughs> same songs, similar. It's not the same song. Yes, it's unique. Yeah. 
Look at you. Yeah, You're like, it's not a stranger thing. It's not, stranger it's not things. a stranger things. It's not. There's no upside down. There's no <laughs> monsters. It's not an alien. I'm aware of that, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I get that so, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. No, it, it's I feel unique. Like... It's she going. Yeah, I'm down for it. Okay, all right. Our first Whew. entry. That's a big old fucking glob of sweat off of my forehead. Fuck yeah. I would definitely <laughs> love it. And House of Horrors. And then I don't think tragedy girls are the bay we would have voted in so it's all right that we're starting this now yeah no those are both us but i did utter, you weren't even here for the bay so i don't want to hear it <laughs> did you even watch did it, you I watch it? I, something tells me you did not watch it i was well i'll be no. real exactly. i was about to watch it but he shits on it <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent, dude wow you missed a good one <laughs> is is all right because of the accuracy we talked about in our <laughs> our episode yeah, it had some yeah, real life it's time. too much like Stranger Things for my taste. Oh yeah, couldn't stand it. <laughs> More like Nat Geo. It was like the Nat McDonald's <laughs> and Burger King, the one-two hitter. Discovery. All right, guys. Well, right. thanks for doing, Mandy. Next movie is gonna be Dead Alive. Whew. Coming out fire. All right, see you later. Hope it's not like Stranger Things. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Peace. Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>